Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Hola, hola, chula. Hi there. We are back for episode eight. This is the final one of our very first season of Break the Diet Cycle. This has been amazing. I just want to thank everybody who has been listening. We've been loving the support. Our little baby following at Break the Diet Pod Instagram handle. How much fun has this been for season one? <laughs> I know. How exciting. I can't even believe people are actually following that page. And they're coming along <laughs> for the journey. Yeah. Like, we're appreciating I, it. I love it. I love it. It's been so fun. And, you know, we had actually a different topic planned. We're going to take that topic and move it to season two, which Delina and I are actively thinking about now. Instead, we're going to talk about something that organically popped up on our Instagrams recently. So the story goes that I received a message from one of my followers that said, hey, will you talk about MLMs? That's multi-level marketing, not men who like men, which is completely You learned fine. that the hard way. I learned that the hard way. Men liking men is beautiful and valid, yeah. but it's not what we mean here. Um, someone messaged Delina asking to define MLM, so there we go, multi-level marketing. We're going to define it even more because this follower asked me if, if I might give my take, and my little light bulb went off because Delina and I talk about MLMs a lot. She has such a beautiful perspective from her point of view as a Latino woman, how this impacts her community. And so we're going to try to talk about weight loss sales overall, and in particular, how these MLMs can impact your food freedom journey, because they are everywhere on our feeds, Instagram, Facebook. So today we're going to talk about how weight loss gets sold, why and how it impacts the food freedom journey. And we're going to leave you with clear takeaways to make a difference in your life um, so that you can have your food freedom. That's really what this is all about. Yes, and I think, yeah, I think that, again, the idea is for you to make an informed decision on, you know, what these companies are, what they offer, so that you can, you know, um, decide whether or not, you know, it's the right step for you, whether it is selling it or, or maybe buying their products. But ideally, what we would want you to get out of this um, episode is just to have all the info, right? That we have been able to, to come up with together. Exactly. It's <laughs> to better educate you. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, whenever something new comes your way and over the years, the trends change, mm -hmm. I'm thinking like 10, 15 years ago, South Beach diet was all the rage. And then there were those frozen foods that were related. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's little products that will pop up that have in the past and they will again. And your job as you continue to have food freedom is to say, is this something I want to weave into my life or is this going to keep me stuck in the cycle, right? Exactly. So if you want to break the cycle, you got to have that clarity of, of where you're going. Oh, hey, popping it in right there, the title. Yeah, you know, get into <laughs> that next deep layer. So I thought we would start this conversation off with, you know, really how weight loss gets sold. And you know, any, any of you have ever been sold something before, this isn't news to you. When, when someone's selling you something, they have to help you go from A to B, right? So they're trying to tell you, my product will help you go from A to B. And I bet you can imagine a weight loss right now. Delina, you can tell me if this sounds familiar. It's like every weight loss ad ever. 
<laughs> they're like, are you tired of feeling tired, sad, not sexy? And like, there's like maybe a woman with no face or she's very, very sad. Usually there's like gray lighting over her. She's just in the worst state of affairs. And that's part A. And then they were like, do you want to be energetic, happy, sexy? Guess what? Weight loss or blah, blah, wellness products. So they're, they're telling you that that is the solution to get from A to B. But you all know from your 20 year experience, your experience dieting, you know from the research, what we've taught you in the past seven episodes of this podcast, <laughs> weight loss does not actually solve all those problems uh, very long term. So that's how weight loss is going to communicate with you. And if you start to see those patterns of like A to B, weight loss is the solution, that's, that's already a flag right there. Selena, how is that different than, than like what we do? Because I think some of the criticism is like, well, you're still talking about food and you're still doing some of, some of the behaviors that anti-diet teach might look like former <laughs> weight loss behaviors. But how is it different the way that we sell compared to what like a weight loss provider would sell? Well, I think that it's important to understand that we're, we're not selling, um, uh, uh, we're not selling a guarantee. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a, a way of, of saying it. Like we're, we're helping you, we're educating you, we're coaching you, but there is no like end all result, right? Like we can't guarantee weight loss. Um, we can't guarantee that, you know, you're never going to have diet thoughts ever again. Um, we really just try to help you really understand what it is you need to do to be the best you that you can be. <laughs> right. um, so it's kind of like when you think about like people do um, business coaching or like higher level corporate coaching just to like get themselves um, educated in how they could be a better boss or um, I'm trying to think of the name of that. Like leadership coaching or? Yes, leadership yeah. yeah, like that. Like, you know, like these are this is this is just a way of you to learn mm -hmm. right it's it's not I, it's not an actual it's not a quick fix it's not a quick yeah fix. it's a service yeah. and i think that that's yeah. a really good distinction right that we don't promise weight loss when we work together because no one can promise you that nope. anyone who has promised you that you can see from your own experience <laughs> misinformed you um and so that's one thing that you can you can be looking out for if someone's truly anti-diet true intuitive eating they are not guaranteeing you weight loss as part of that process. Otherwise, they're co-opting intuitive eating into a diet platform. So if those of you are following pages and trying to wrap your head around this community, that's one flag you might look for. Yeah, and there's no guarantee. I think that, that that's the biggest um, distinction, I would say. Uh, we offer you a process. We offer you skills to help you know, uh, you feel better in your body now. Um, and if you listen to our past episodes, we really talk about these skills. But if someone's actually promising you weight loss, then like Melissa said, you kind of have to think again. Right. The guarantees that come from our service more have to do with self-awareness, self-understanding, mm -hmm. these soft skills of being able, able to master your mindset, to be able to, you know, cultivate a positive body image those things that we can are, that we can guarantee, right? But we can't yeah. guarantee what your body is going to look like as a result of the process. So that's a big difference. And, and I think we, we also have to understand that we can't guarantee that you're going to take these tools and actually apply them in your everyday. Right. Yeah. That's on you. That's true. Yeah. We're only half the equation. Sorry. 
Yep. You are your body's keeper. I keep saying this. You have loved that phrase lately. I know. Is that, is that a Delina original or? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. You do have catchphrases, 100%. <laughs> um, so we've t- now talked a little bit about how weight loss gets sold, some of the language, some of the alignment of like body size equals happy, healthy, good, strong. We have really worked to, to uncouple that here. So we hope that that helps you to be a little bit more clear. If you hear that language, that's your flag to say, pause, let me reevaluate. This is another question that I always think about. You know, like We know that dieting doesn't work. Many people we work with know it in their heart of hearts that dieting doesn't work. They have the evidence to prove it. Why do people keep buying weight loss? So there's a ton of reasons, but I just want to chat through some of that, Delina. Like, why do you think this is a, what is it, $72 billion industry? I'd have to relook at the number. It's like a billion dollar industry. Why do people keep buying into something that only works for a little while? Like there's literally no other product that we do this with. Why do you think the diet industry is so strong? Such a loaded question. Um, But I think what I keep hearing every time I ask this question uh, to the chulas I work with is that they think that maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one that they can stick to. Maybe the other ones were fads. Maybe the other ones didn't work, but maybe this one, this one might be it. Yeah. Uh, because again, it's, it's, it's the way that they sell it. It's the dream that they sell. It's the dream that everybody wants. And, and you fall in love with that dream. Um, and you, and you want to give it that one last chance. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, that pairs with the language we always hear of like, this feels like giving up. If, of course it feels like giving up if the dream you've been sold is so linked to a certain body size. Mm-hmm. Um, just the sheer volume of advertisements. Like I'm, I don't listen to the radio radio all that much, mm-hmm. except if I'm in the car. Um, right when quarantine began, there were several companies that were like hitting mm-hmm. us hard. I'll be like looking up a recipe, reading a blog, and all of a sudden there's like ads popping up all over the mm-hmm. side. Like just, it's everywhere. So even if you are trying to quote, give up the dream or define a new dream, right? That's really what we're in the business of is saying, well, what do you really want? Um, usually there's some other attribute that you're looking for. You can't escape it. Like the sheer no. volume of these ads is alarming. A lot of money goes into making the money yeah. Um, through this, this presence. Yes. And it's unfortunate and it's just the, the world that we live in. And so the idea or the goal of our, you know, coaching programs is to help you be able to one immediately notice it <laughs> and say, not today, mm-hmm. not today. So the number of ads, the dream that they're selling I also think there's something that happens like in our family culture and our friends culture that gets reinforced. So, you know, just the other day I was at a barbecue and one of the, the guys we were with, he's awesome, fabulous, super funny, but he starts making a joke. how like, Oh, I was in Husky size clothing as a kid. And you know, he's just kind of joking about that and making, and everyone's sort of just naturally laughing. And I'm like sitting there so uncomfortable, like, wait, the joke is that you were big as a child. Like that's not, mm-hmm. But what that signals out and what that message is, it's implying that bigness is wrong. And I think there is that, um, like the quarantine 15 or these jokes that we make about body size that sometimes feel like not that big a deal do reinforce that the dream's worth having, like that it's wrong to be bigger. I think that's another thing that keeps people, 
don't know, feeling uncomfortable in their bodies. Yeah. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, and I always hear this from, from clients. It's like, yeah, I always hear your voice in the back of my head or, (laughs) or I'm watching something and I catch on really quick. Like that's very diety or that's really shameful or whatever the case may be, because it's in every show. I don't think I can name one show off the top of my head that doesn't have any snarky comments or jokes or or diet related things. Um, It's crazy. It's everywhere. It's in my kids' shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. So that's another thing that keeps people maybe a little bit of that hope alive or maybe that um, Mm -hmm. desire alive. And it's about belonging. Like ultimately we all want to belong. And I don't think our society has done a fabulous job making people in bigger bodies feel like they belong. And so our approach with clients, you know, works one-to-one. So like Delina's saying that you can get a little bit faster at noticing when that those comments are making you feel like you don't belong in some way. Mm-hmm. And we teach you how to relate to that differently. So rather than saying the way that I'm going to belong is go diet and change myself so that I, I feel safer the way that I'm going to belong is to connect with myself, find my values, find other people who have my values, be more authentic as a person. That's actually what leads to belonging. Um, but truly this is, this is part of a bigger picture. So mm-hmm. it makes sense why people want it and why people keep buying it. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with you for wanting to buy it. No. I think that's super important to understand. We are all humans. Mm-hmm. We want to belong. It's part of our DNA. And it doesn't help. Like there's effective, some of these weight loss folks are really effective salespeople. I mean, if you're yeah. looking at that skill alone, like brava, they're very good salespeople. <laughs> um, and the one thing you always hear is like, I was watching a YouTube thing and this ad came up and I was just, I like study it a little because I'm like, what are they doing? I've got to, I've got to like fight back. And it was this guy and he's like, all that other stuff, like, oh, you just didn't know my method. And it's a little bit of like a gaslighting effect. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you were doing it wrong. Here, come with me. Come learn my method. You've got you've to just do it this way. And so it is, it's a very difficult dynamic and a difficult yeah. cycle to be in. Um, definitely with these really good salespeople. Yikes. I know. Craziness. So we talked about how they sell. We talked about why we keep going back and that it makes sense. I want to take a quick little detour, hop on the the conversation bus, Delina. We're going to take a left to Mm. multi-level marketing uh, as a topic, MLMs. Um, And I want first to kind of talk about the the bigger challenges with multi-level marketing companies. They're not just diet companies, but we're going to focus on diet companies for this conversation. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about individual uh, issues. I have a bunch of quotes from my feed, Delina, that I want to share. Uh, okay. But why don't you talk a little bit about just what MLMs are and what some of the bigger like societal issues we've seen around them? So I think that if we think about them, they target certain communities, right? Um, not to mention any specific ones, but we know that certain certain programs will target specific niches <laughs> of people. And you, and you can notice that just like in their advertising and who's selling their product and, or, and, and um, you know, what they're kind of like preaching. And so I think that, you know, the bigger problem here is that 
it really sets people up to think that they're doing such an amazing thing. And these people are not bad people. It's so important wait, to understand. So what are the communities that you see like as these vulnerable communities that, that are tend to be sellers or? Yeah, um, I, I see a lot in my um, Latino community. Um, there's certain products that definitely target the Latino community more than others. And so you see them everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I heard stay-at-home moms a lot. Yes, and stay-at-home moms. Because yeah. you know the, the business model of these programs, like essentially, they are pyramid schemes, and they don't make money off the product itself. They make money off individuals recruiting other salespeople. Yeah. I was watching this documentary, and it basically said, like, let's say they're like the literally like you get five people, and then they'll get five people, and <laughs> you get yeah. a portion of their sales, and yeah, yeah you can only do that 14 times before you hit the population of the world. Like, it's like, yes. Like it's like, it's impossible. So when people are selling like, Oh, it's going to be great. And you're going to, and they're not every person in the world is a customer of a protein powder, right? That would imply literally every person in the world is buying the product and is, and is a seller of the product. <laughs> so, that? Like I didn't even know that 14 wow. times. That's it. That's it. So there are people who do climb the ladder and make money and they should yeah. be sure to feature those people in their vehicle, their car and their vacation. And the, but the reality is many people are stuck with product in their garages, mm -hmm. some of them financially devastated and the desperation they have is what causes them to show up on our feeds because yeah. they got to, they got to turn the product. Um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. You've uh, been approached before, right? Haven't, all the time. Yeah, because because <laughs> of your handle, probably. They're not they're not reading the room. <laughs> uh, just take a quick scroll through the feed, you guys. <laughs> I stop laughing because it's it's yeah they yeah they, but they're not bad people you know it's it, it is it's it's a job for a lot of people and that's what we need to understand like it's literally a job for a lot of people especially in these times you know like like a lot of people are dealing with a lot and these companies are maybe taking advantage of that and, right. and saying hey you can make money from home right which is super appealing and i think that yeah. you know one thing a lot of clients struggle with is that when you haven't healed your relationship with food right when you have an open wound around that it's hard to extend compassion to the other person to say like, all right, she's having a hard time. She's trying to find work. She's trying to connect with yeah. other women. Yeah. You can't extend that compassion to another person as much as you rationally know it in your brain if you haven't mm -hmm. healed yourself. And so yeah. I want to turn the conversation to the individual level and what some people have been saying, because the steps to this guys, if you're finding that every time you scroll on your feed or that one family member is trying to tell you shakes is yeah. really bothering you, you got to first, you, what do you say? Take care of numero uno? Like you yeah. got to, you got to take care of new, so many yeah. Delina catchphrases today. Okay. Um, you got to start with you. So yeah. I'm going to read a couple of the messages I got Delina. I had pages. I know you had pages too. Cause you asked the yeah. question as well. <laughs> um, I pulled out the ones that I think were the most representative and gave me a bit of a, a gut punch when I read them. Um, one of my favorite ones was this. It was the angry emoji, the puke emoji, and then the angry emoji. So we'll see if the rest of these uh, follow that feeling. Um, so here's what a few people said. As someone with chronic illness, I hate that MLM quote friends claim weight loss is a cure. It's mean. 
Um, my pastor's wife sent me a message. I heard her feelings for talking out against MLM. So there's some breaks in community connection. Uh, yeah. I hate MLMs, but I feel awkward speaking out because people get offended. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's hard to it's so hard. talk about it. Um, it's so hard because again, you don't want to make someone feel bad for selling something that's supposed to help them right. make money. Right. And it's like, how do you protect you, yeah. but also not offend this other person? It's a real conflict for people in setting the boundary. I have a couple other messages here. It introduced me to my ED. So some of the messages and the structures um, cause that for one person. My cousin has recovered from ED and is now doing one, I'm assuming sales. Mm -hmm. It makes me sad for her. I had to say no to her sales. Um, harmful. I watched my mom drink powder for years and think it was healthy. So people getting impressionable, uh, you know, young people yeah. watching some and of this stuff. Can we talk about also how the FTC has definitely like fined a lot of these companies and like they somehow get away with restructuring or paying fines, but they still continue to sell or, or yeah. you know, they're, they have money. They're able to kind of like get away with it. Yeah. I was watching a documentary that said that a lot of like former, a couple former FTC people work for one of the bigger companies. And so oh, like, shit. this is God, not to get all conspiracy theory, but like, this is big. And so one thing I would offer is all of us is to say, we cannot individually take down these systems that are um, perpetually causing us harm. You as one person can't do that. However, these operate off of um, silence and shame, right? So people don't often speak out because it feels awkward. Mm -hmm. Sellers that have had bad experiences feel embarrassed and ashamed that maybe their business model didn't work out as they wished for, and they're not really speaking out. And so mm -hmm. once you've gotten yourself to a place of healing, I do encourage people to, we'll talk about at the end, like how can you actually communicate the impact of this in a way that there is more of a grassroots awareness around this? You know, if that's important to you after you've taken care of numero uno, number one, mm -hmm. if that's important to you, you can you can empower yourself to speak up with your friends and family in a way that doesn't feel um, awkward and conflicted. Yeah. Like it, it, there are ways to go through that. So I want to read a few more here. Do you have some bandwidth for it? What do you think? No. Oh, yeah. I, see. I, I just think that I'm, I'm learning some new ones. Um, okay. So I had one here, a therapist I went to tried to get me involved when I talked about my weight struggle. I'd actually heard this from a former client. Have you ever had someone who shared that with you? No, but that seems unethical. Yep. I had a therapist colleague message me when she saw that shared on my feed and was like, oh my goodness. Um, in my case, the client uh, got an offer to, you know, she has said some body image concerns and she's like, oh, well, you could buy these shakes. Um, we could walk together more regularly. And that was not mm -hmm. a positive interaction there. Um, here's another one. They shame you if you say no. Like they'll ask you, but what about health? Oh, and I love that. Cause that's not just true for these multi-level marketing companies. It's true for like a lot of people when you tell them about anti-diet movements. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I believe we've touched on that topic in past episodes. Um, these other ones really touch me because I do think there is a need for community and connection, you know, especially yeah. during these quarantine times. This person says it offers camaraderie that further pushes the diet culture agenda. You know, you do get to hang out with other women as you're trying yeah. to sell this. It feels yeah. good to have that support. It's such a 
it's, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. So hard. There aren't always easy ways to connect with other women. And I think that, again, this isn't just among MLM communities. It's hard to make quick connections Mm -hmm. with people you've just met. Sometimes the easiest thing to talk about is our bodies and food. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's a connection in that with everyone. We all eat. We we all eat and we all grew up told that we are, our bodies are wrong. So it's an easy way to connect. The question is, do you have a skill set of connecting with people outside of that? That's something that you can develop. This last one made me laugh. Stop saying shakes. This was all caps. Stop saying (laughs) shakes take the place of dessert. This is not ice cream. (laughs) Very true. Um, I've not tried a lot of these products. I wonder about the satisfaction factor or how joyful it feels to eat some of these things. Um, I have another story here from someone who signed up for the discount on skincare because sometimes they'll do these sort of cross promotions. And she actually messaged me after the fact and said they won't leave her alone. She's trying to like get out of a relationship with a multi-level marketing company. Can she just like take them off their, her email address? I think she, someone's individually uh, emailing this person. So okay. yeah. Yeah. So I have lots of other messages here. Um, this is something that really struck me. I was surprised how mm-hmm. much it had been impacting our audiences. I think there's a general sense of annoyance, confusion, um, defensiveness, because some people are susceptible to these messages. It does, maybe they don't want to buy the product, but when they see someone doing burpees on their feed, yeah. you know, and, and taking shakes, their little, their little diet brain gets triggered to say, should I be doing something? Maybe not that, but something. So yeah. what are your, what's your take on the messages you received and some of the ones I've shared? Does this sound? So I think that it's all the same. The, it's all the same topics, right? Maybe different wording, but definitely all the same feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's hard. I, I think that it's just such a hard situation to be in. But like you said, you have to take care of number one and we shouldn't be ashamed to say no. Right. You know, it's okay to say, hey, like that's not the place that I'm at right now. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's definitely like a hard topic. And I, I wish I had like, the magic answer <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for everyone but it just you know for for a lot of people um you know especially in times like this it just seems like a good way for them to make money but then it could also trigger a lot of you know the other end of, of people and so you know you have to be able to stand up for yourself a little bit and right. say hey like this is just not right for me right now right what i have found in some of my clients is that when we've done the work to say, what's your definition of health, right? Like Mm -hmm. how do you define it? When these triggers come up, they actually don't feel so defensive anymore because they have a clear sense of themselves, right? So a lot of people freak out like, what should I say when so-and-so does this? And like (laughs) Delina just modeled, like sometimes you really don't have to say much at all. Sometimes we say words because we're convincing ourselves and our clients don't need to convince themselves anymore. They know who they are. They know what they need. They know what they want. Their food choices align with that. So I love the way you just modeled that to say like, that's not where I'm at right now. EOM, end of message, move on, (laughs) next topic. We don't have to hang out here anymore. You know, it can be as simple as being prepared to ignore it and no walk away. Like you got you, you're still good. You can be different from someone else and be good enough at the same time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So takeaways, we want to make sure you leave our chit chat with something to focus on and really hold on to. <laughs> Step one is to take care of number one, numero uno, as Delina says, you can do what she just offered, which is to be prepared to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you would give as a takeaway for folks to really make sure that they're leaving that interaction without their food freedom challenged? Yeah, I think obviously being um, aware of yourself, we're always talking about that awareness, that self-compassion. It's important to have that positive Mm -hmm. self-talk. You want to remind yourself like, listen, you, you, you started this journey, whether with us or on your own, because you know that diets don't work for you. Mm-hmm. right? And you're already at a point in your life where you know that this is the case and, and you want to be different um, and do different. And so you can talk yourself out of it right. <laughs> in a positive way, in a way that you're not being judgmental. You're just curious about those thoughts, right? We always talk about like, come at things from a place of curiosity. Um, and you can be, you can get angry at ads, you can get angry at shows. I yell at the TV all the time. I'll look, I'll turn around and look at Brian. I'm like, did you hear that? <laughs> I can totally see that. <laughs> And he's always like, uh, like he's just so used to me just like shouting mm-hmm. at the TV. But sometimes you just got to say it out loud. And, and it's okay if you don't say it to people. But if you're watching TV, get your anger out at the TV. Why not? Or the radio. I turn it off. Mm-hmm. So mad let that anger out because if you don't that anger can turn into resentment it can turn into mm-hmm. fear that yeah. can send you backwards it's honestly for me when I hear people getting pissed off at ads I'm like this is a sign they're getting better yeah. if you have the reaction or response to be angry at something that's pulling you back that's appropriate yeah. and good lean into yeah. that anger <laughs> I think I think also if you can get angry at the tv yell at the tv yell at the radio when a person comes to you you'll let that anger out and you don't have to let that anger out on that person because right. again that person doesn't know better mm-hmm. they're still in that world and I think we need to understand that you know, you stepped out of that world, you're seeing a different point of view, they might not be ready for change, they might not be ready for the message, and you get angry and yelling at them might not always be the best way. So if you're able to get it out on the TV and the radio, whenever that person says something to you, you could just slide right off of you. Love that. That's like, of the three things you just offered here, that one to me is one of the most important is like, don't try to make yourself not angry. Don't silence the anger just find the right place to put it so that it's not interact. The connection is the whole thing. We don't want to lose connection with the people we love because of this. Yeah. Um, some people you do need to be angry with though. So yeah. that's oh, yeah. one of the things I think we offer in our program is to help people figure out like what strategy works for who and when it's about the context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't silence the anger. So First and foremost, take care of yourself. Be prepared to ignore it. Positive self-talk, as Delina is saying. Remember that diets didn't work to- for you and you're working towards something else and get pissed off if you want to. Yeah. That's cool. Now, if you want to take the next step, which is to challenge some of this in our society, that's a different thing, right? And yeah. mm-hmm. Delina and I are, we work with individuals, but we do believe in value in dismantling some of these things that are causing mm-hmm. harm. So things I've heard clients do if they wanted to act on that was either report or block the ad um, because that gives feedback both for their personal feed and for others in the algorithm. I've had clients leave reviews somewhere about oh, products. Um, you can search Better Business Bureau. 
you can search like reviews for blank product and sometimes things come up. Um, it's okay to give your experience, right? Yeah. Let someone know if something was harmful so that they don't repeat that. Yes. Um, do your clients ever like block ads or give feedback back to companies in that way? Um, I block ads. <laughs> <laughs> Willy nilly, just you're done. Go. <laughs> Why am I seeing this? You click on it. I mean, you can choose I don't want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see it anymore. Um, someone just messaged me the other day and it was an ad. Um, and it was like, if your shape is this, you need to do this. And she was a new mom. And she's like, I think they're targeting me because I'm a new mom. 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why. Um, and so, yeah, I just got, like, if an ad pops up on my Instagram, I just hit, why am I seeing this? I don't want to see it anymore. And it, and it goes away. It goes you don't away. even have to badmouth them, honestly, because when you say you don't want to see it, the algorithm picks up. If a lot of people are saying that, then it will let the product know like, Hey, your ad's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, truly like there, we've seen ads shift as a result of that over time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're trying to impress us. So do better. Um, the last thing I mentioned earlier in the recording that I'll mention again now is that sometimes we get a little bit social justice in these situations, meaning, do you realize how bad this is? This attacks that, so we sometimes talk about the issue, like we're studying it in a textbook, mm-hmm. not like it's affecting us personally. So one bit of advice I sometimes give to clients is rather than try to take on and educate change the language to say, it makes me feel X when you try to sell me shakes. Not always, not everyone can handle our truth and our vulnerability. You got to be careful about who you choose. Mm -hmm. But the ones that are about you, when they hear you say that their action is harming you, that's the start of a different conversation than I'm a good person. You're a bad person. You know, I'm anti-diet. You're doesn't work. And truly we're all doing the best we can. So my other advice is if you do want to take the leap and educate family and friends, start with how it's making you feel and impacting you so they can see the impact on a person and then be prepared to have a back and forth to the degree you can invest in that to maybe create a new culture. That's a longer term thing. We work very closely with clients on that process because it's a little bit of a tiptoe dance. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this meaty topic today? It was fun to review it with you, Delina. No, I really like that I feel statement. Yeah? I really do like that. You are the queen of feelings, Miss Cancer. (laughs) I do feel a lot. You do feel a lot. But I don't use the I feel statement enough. I think I need to start. Because because I think that it's important to understand that that sometimes being defensive isn't always going to work. And it's just going to cause more rift and raft and... Um, I think part of this journey is understanding you can't change everyone. Yeah. Right. We can just say what we're about and hope that people can see that when they do see it, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Right. Like it feels so good. Renee Brown always says like strong back, soft front. Right. So like those, I feel statements are strong back, soft front. Like Mm -hmm. I do not value diet culture anymore. Therefore, what you've done has made me feel this way. I don't need to be tough around you. I can tell you. Yeah. And I can root that in who I am and what I care about. Yes. Love it. So, if you need more support in this process, Delene and I both offer one to one as well as group programs for women who want to move on from the diet cycle, to break this diet cycle, both for them and their families. 
we are the first in our families to break the diet cycle and we want to support you in that journey too. To learn more, you can follow me, Melissa, at No More Guilt. And me, Delina, at Your Latina Nutritionist. Where we'll see you on Insta, just like we found each other. Thanks for being here with us for season one. We can't wait to be back after a short break in season two. Peace, love, and break the diet cycle. Hey, it's me, Melissa. Before we start, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by No More Guilt with Melissa Landry. What you are about to listen to is not a professional coaching or counseling session. Each episode is a one-time conversation meant for educational purposes. Look, we're dietitians, but we're not your dietitian. Remember that podcasts don't constitute treatment. If you have concerns about your dieting behaviors, seek out guidance from a medical or mental health professional. And if you're looking for the process, support, and focus you need to live life without food guilt, apply for a coaching program from today's sponsor, me. I'm currently enrolling clients into one-to-one programs, group programs, and I recently added a do-it-yourself format, the Ex-Dieter's Guide to No More Guilt. Apply for a program at melissalandrynutrition.com. I hope to meet you soon.